Hello everybody, my name is Cassie McNamara and today I'm going to be talking about the book Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. So to begin I want to just give a summary of Jaber Crow and kind of give my thoughts on the novel itself. Jaber Crow definitely has a very personal feel to it and I think the personal feel comes from Wendell Berry's own feelings and his own ideas about things. Jaber Crow shows the life of a man named Jaber Crow, who starts out his life kind of rough. He's an orphan. His parents die, and then his guardians die, and then he's placed in an orphanage. He goes off to college and ends up finding himself back at in Port Williams, Kentucky, where he originally grew up. While in Port Williams, he lives a life of a bachelor. He never marries. In the end of the book, we kind of can get into that. He marries internally, yet he does not marry anybody in the traditional sense of marriage. He's the town barber. Um, We can see him making his connections through doing this. This is kind of how he becomes connected to the town. This is how he's introduced to the town, is becoming a barber, and he learns the stories and the people and kind of helps him love the people and get to know the people more from doing this job. He also works at the church He's a grave digger. He just is very involved in his community, and by the end of the novel, it kind of shows how important community really is to him. The book is a kind of retelling of the different lives that Jaber has encountered while in Port Williams. Um, And two of the main lives that are talked about and that I'm going to be talking about today is the lives of Troy Chapman and Maddie Keith. My personal opinion on the book is that I really liked it. I think it shows a different way of looking at life. Jaber really values relationships in life and not just getting a quick fix of excitement or just trying to find the next thing. It's very slow paced. It's very, very true to how a small town life would be in Kentucky, especially during this time. And I think it highlights, especially in the end, the importance of life, which is making relationships. Maybe you don't get anything out of those relationships, or you don't get much out of those relationships, but I think a life that is seen devoting yourself to others and to good things and good people, I think that's way more rewarding than just going out and meeting a bunch of people and doing a bunch of things that don't really matter. So to start off, I just wanted to talk about and highlight Maddie's love to Troy. It's really hard for me at first to understand how Maddie loves him. I feel like I've had a few Troys in my life, maybe I've dated a few, um, and they are not easy people to love. And I think the thing that I see most about myself in Maddie is that I could have easily became Maddie. I'm a very selfless person by person by nature, and... Um, I feel like dating somebody who's very, very selfish is very exhausting and it's hard. It is a very hard thing, but it's easy to love others, even if they might not be deserving of love when you're a Christian, because you know that it's the right thing to do. And I think sometimes, especially I found myself getting caught up thinking, oh, if I love them hard enough, maybe they'll love me back. But I don't think this is true. And It was just really hard for me to see how Maddie stayed with him, especially after all that he did. 
So I'm going to read a little passage from Jaber Crow. It's on page 342, and it kind of just explains where my thoughts from this were coming from. I did not love Choi Chapman. I was no longer capable of the effort of will it took to understand why Maddie did, which would sooner or later remind me that I could not understand why God did. That was my sanity. Did Maddie, in fact, love Choi? I think she did. I have lived some time beyond my hatred of Choi Chapman by now. And I think she loved him. I think she loved him to the end and pitied his struggle even as she suffered it. I think so because she was not downbeaten. However, she may have submitted herself and her place to what Troy was and to what he meant to other things that she loved. What she was reminded, what she was remained intact. If she had not loved Troy, that could not have been so. But she loved him, however at odds with him she may have been, for however long. She remembered and kept treasured up her old feelings for him. She treasured up the knowledge that, though she was not happy, happiness existed. And so as Troy's character wore lower and more awry, her own grew straighter and brighter. Why did she stay with him, and stay loyal to him so many years until death, through so much sorrow and trouble and damage? There were two reasons, I think. She was married to him, which she took as seriously after all I would have had her take it. And she understood not just his ambition and his foolishness, his selfishness and lack of judgment, but also his fragility. She sacrificed everything to hold him together, and maybe wrongly, but I lacked the intelligence, or maybe the will, to see how she might have done otherwise, once she was married to him. After all, it wasn't just Troy himself that she was dealing with, but the way of the world in her time. It would be hard to argue that one woman ought to have found a way to stand up against a whole drove of experts and their salesmen who spoke for the way of the world and were certain that there was no other possible way. And so she was defeated, a good woman who had too early made one bad mistake, and yet she persevered with dignity and good humor and with a kind of loveliness that was her own. How do I know? I know because from time to time during those years, we would be together. I love this passage for many reasons. It asks a question that I had initially had. Why did she stay with him and stay loyal to him so many years until death through so much sorrow and trouble and damage? I don't think Barry's point of this this marriage in this book is to show what he thinks a marriage should look like. I don't think that's that way at all. And I think that I had to overcome my own thoughts about that. When looking back at it and trying to think, why did Barry include this? Why did why did he not show Maddie leave Troy and become her own hero in a sense? And I think it's because Barry wants to reflect this kind of love that that God even shows us. Maddie is kind of a Jesus figure here, as we've talked about in class. She's loving him, and she's not just loving him in a way that is because she has to love him, because she's married to him. She's loving him in a way that she shows happiness, and she shows true love, and she, she has a good attitude about it, which the Bible calls us to do again and again. This passage right here reminds me of a verse, Luke twenty three thirty four. As Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they cast lots to divide his garments. Jesus here is asking God to forgive these people who are wronging him. This is something that none of us would probably do if we were in the same situation. He's asking for forgiveness for them, and they cast lots to divide his garments. 
They did not care, just as Troy is seen not caring about Maddie, not respecting her, not doing anything that a husband should do. But Maddie remains faithful to him in the name of marriage and in the name of just being a good person. She made a commitment to him, and she recognizes that commitment, and she values that commitment. I think this is really, really powerful and something that Barry wanted to highlight. He thinks commitment is very important. He highlights this in how Jaybert changes his actions when he goes through a phase of wanting to fit in with the norms of that time. Jaybert throws off those old ways and comes into a way of commitment. He's committed to Maddie and in turn is committed to the community. But we're going to talk about Jaybert and Maddie's relationship later. I was just amazed at how Maddie was able to do this, how she was able to be this kind of selfless figure. I don't think I can truly understand how Maddie loved Troy the way that she did. I think her intentions or her reason for being in the story was to show this kind of love that we don't understand or not many people understand because it's divine love. Maddie's love was able to transform Jaber's view of Troy. He hated Troy. He did not respect Maddie, and this made Jaber upset because he values respect and he values marriage, and Troy did everything opposite of what Jaber would do. But Jaber is able to forgive him in the end. He's able to see that Maddie loves him, and I think this is really true in our own lives. We can look at how Jesus loves people that we may not like at all, but Jesus still loves them. And that should encourage us to love them too, even if we don't understand. In this way, Maddie is a divine figure in this book. She's showing the commitment. She's showing selfless love. And I think her character is very, very important. It's important enough to transform Jaber's mindset. So now I'm going to transition into how Jaber is transformed by Maddie's love. And how he loves her so powerfully that it changes him. I'm going to go to the section where Jaber talks about his first encounter with Maddie. It's page 134 in the book. I have mentioned my first memory of her when she came giggling down past my shop with Thelma Settle and Alfie Gibbs, and they saw me and ran away. After that, I was aware of her. She would have been only 14 years old, and I had no extraordinary affection for her in those days. But anybody who saw her then, I think, would have seen that she was a standout. A neat, bright, pretty, clear-spirited girl with all her feelings right there in her eyes, and would have hoped, as most of us do for things that are young and fine, that the world would treat her kindly. So Jaber's initial feelings towards Maddie is he's just seeing this young girl, and he knows that she's pretty, and he knows that she's a good girl, and he's just hoping the best for her. When I first saw their encounter, I did find it a little weird until we talked about it, and I think that it's just really great. It's how most older people look at younger kids who have a lot of potential. He knows Maddie has potential to be great and do good, and he hopes the best for her. I'm now going to read from a passage of how Jaber talks about Maddie after he's gotten to know her and know who she is. It's on page 191. She had come into her beauty. This was not the type of beauty of her youth and freshness, of which she had had plenty. The beauty that I am speaking of now was that of a woman who has come into knowledge and into strength and who, knowing her hardships, trusts her strength and goes about her work even with a kind of happiness, serene somehow, and secure. It was the beauty she would always have. 
Her eyes had not changed. They still seemed to exert a power, as if whatever she looked at, including, I thought, me, was brightened. So Jaber has now just totally transformed his view of her. At first, she was just this young girl with lots of potential, and now she is a woman that he just holds in high regards. He thinks so highly of her because of the great person that she is. Because of who Maddie is, she is able to change him in many ways. From an article that we read in class, written by Martha Green, there's some things that I wanted to highlight. One passage says, As Jaber's unrequited passion for Maddie grows, so does his compassion, his participation in the sufferings of all his neighbors. This is really, truly crazy to me, how he can see Maddie's love Maddie's love grow for others, Maddie's compassion grow for others, and it makes him want to change and want to be more compassionate. He knows her, but I don't think he knows her that well, so just by being able to observe who she is and it changes him, I think that that's so powerful. For a person to have that much effect on someone, I think they really have to be a true good person and have to be consistent in what they do and have to just stand out from other people. Another passage in the article says, while such a focus on another human being may seem at first to be obsessive, even idolatrous, Barry depicts Jaber's love as deeply life-affirming. Rather than closing Jaber off to others as romantic obsessions usually do, or to God as idolatry does, loving Maddie stretches Jaber's capacity for loving others in creation, as well as the creator, just as Williams asserted the best form of romantic love should do. I like this because I think it's very, very true. Love that's unhealthy can be possessive, can be, can be destructive. But this kind of love that he has for Maddie, he wants her to be, to be in other people's life. He wants her to be with others. He wants her to be happy. And he wants to be a good person as well. And, and he sees Maddie being this compassionate figure and it makes him more compassionate. I think we should be looking at God this way, totally and completely. I think looking at who God is and what he does and his compassion, this is exactly how we're supposed to view it. We're supposed to have this relationship with God where we we look at what he does and we want to do it too. And we have this love for him that makes us want to be better and makes us want to follow him. Another passage that I found really important in the article was this. Ultimately, Jaber finds the grace to forgive and love even Troy whose callousness towards Maddie and toward the part of creation entrusted to him has wrinkled Jaber for most of his life. Troy has squandered what Jaber sees as the best opportunity of his life, which was to love, honor, and cherish Maddie. Having been tormented by envy, Jaber confesses that he has even wanted to cut Troy's throat as he sat in the barber chair. Maddie, however, loves Troy, and her love makes Troy a part of a web in which Jaber lives. The membership of Port Williams. In the end, Jaber recounts, Troy was redeemed in my eyes by Maddie's long-abiding love for him, as I myself have been by my love for her. Wow, is this passage just crazy to me. Here Jaber is seen completely changing his thoughts on this man that he has hated for most of his life. And it's through Maddie's love 
it's not even through Troy doing anything. Troy doesn't have to do a thing, doesn't have to apologize, change his ways. He just realizes Maddie's true love and how how precious and how honorable it is. And he is able to love Troy through this. Man, should we be looking at this and thinking, God loves even the least of us. I mean, I feel like we all are the least of us in our own ways, but even people we may think are just downright awful, God loves them. And we should too. We should love our enemies. We should love the ones we hate. This kind of love is just crazy to me, and I think it's because it is divine love. If you know Barry as an author, which we kind of dove into, he is a farmer. He cares about the land in his real life and in this story. We see Troy destroying the land, and this is something that probably really upsets Barry in his real life, but we also see Jaber forgiving this man, forgiving Troy, because of Maddie. I think Barry is trying to show that Maddie's love is so transformative, and I think because Barry is a Christian, as he says he is in real life, I think that he's reflecting this love that God has for us, and this love that God has for others, and things may be awful, and people may be awful, but but we should go about life still loving these awful things and these people, and just making sure that we ourselves are committed, as Maddie was committed to her marriage. Even when things are terrible, she was just committed, and she was loyal, and I think Barry thinks that this kind of lifestyle, this kind of lifestyle that Jaber lived, where he didn't have the best life in many people's eyes. Many people would read this and think that this is just boring, that this is this is an awful way to live, that you should go out and you should do and do so much and find exciting things. But Barry seems to think that if you are just committed to people, the people that you meet, if you care about the people that you meet, if you care about yourself and what's important to you, which Jaber does the things that are important to him. He goes on walks and puts a sign in his window. He's honest. He he says how the sign is honest. If you just commit yourself and your life to a life that is just honest and and good and and you just devote yourself to others, it may not be the most exciting life. It may not be the most fun way of living, but Man, I think I think Barry is just saying that it's it's the best way to live and it's the most fulfilling internally way to live. And I think that's really cool. I think it's a really a really great thing to look at and to be reminded of. We can all learn to love more from Maddie here, and we can all learn to be more committed from Jaber here. I mean he marries somebody internally. He doesn't get any of the benefits of marriage, but is committed to her and still probably a great husband in in a sense of being a husband, even though he really isn't a husband. Uh, I just think that it's very reflective of of God's love too and how we should we should be Jaber and look at God as Maddie and just be so amazed by God's faithfulness and his commitment and his love and want want that to drive our lives and want want to treat others how Maddie treats Troy. Overall, I think it was a really great book, and I think that there's much more that can be looked at into this book if someone takes the time and just examines it. 
and I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. Have a good day.